Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John chapter 3 beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life in him. For so God loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, good morning. Uh, Let me join Steve in welcoming you this morning. Uh, If you're visiting or if you're regular, you're very welcome to St. Helens Church, uh, North Kensington, this morning. Uh, And as we hear from the talk this morning, it would be great if you, it would be a great help if you opened your Bible, uh, kept it open to uh, John chapter 3. Allow me to pray before I speak. Lord, we thank you for the truth of your word, and may your spirit now open up our hearts to believe the truth about Jesus today. Amen. I do not know what you think about Christianity, what it's all about. I personally got it wrong when I, uh, the first time, the first 17 years of my life. The thought that Christianity was all about me trying to do good things to be accepted by God, which I tried and miserably failed. 
It would be interesting to find out what each one of you thinks about Christianity this morning, what your view about Christianity is. But what changed for me was when someone shared with me from the Bible what it means to be friends with God. This week indeed, even today, we have the opportunity to consider friendship with God from the Bible. Now we all love to have friends. God created us for friendships. In fact, the world has been inventing very many interesting ways to start and keep friends. I don't know whether some of you know about Facebook. Someone is making money out of that. You know, just linking up friends together. And, uh, yeah, but real friendship works a certain way. When we are young, we promise ourselves that we'll be such nice friends, nice and friendly people, and also make nice friends. And soon with time, we realize that we are not so friendly uh, with people, or friends might hurt us. Guilt from wrongdoing can be real, a real cripple in our lives for friendships if there is no forgiveness. And so we lose some friendships if we are more interested in keeping scores than forgiving. More interested in scoreboards of conduct than relationships. As we consider this passage this morning, we come across our, a man called Nicodemus, a religious man who wanted to be friends with God, but thought of friendship with God to be more about keeping scores than real unconditional relationship. But soon Jesus is able to point to him that he needs a heart change, a heart change which is possible because God in love gave his son for him. And this would, be, this would completely change how we thought about friendship with God. So today we are going to see that friendship with God needs a heart change that is only possible because of God's love. So we are going to have two points. Friendship with God needs a heart change. And then our second point, heart change is possible because of God's love. First, friendship with God needs a heart change, and we'll see that from verses 1 to 8 of our reading. Our passage begins by presenting us a man called Nicodemus, telling us that he was a Pharisee, a respectable man in the community. Do you see that in verse 1? Look down with me in verse 1. It says, Now there was a man named, there was a a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish council. Nicodemus was a religious man. The clue here is that he was a Pharisee. The Pharisees were men whose religion had had made them to be very strict with trying to keep God's law. If there was a man whose score with God concerning being a good person 
by human standards, it would have been this man called Nicodemus. Now the Pharisees are known, often known, or portrayed to be those that hate Jesus. But this is different about Nicodemus here. He's quite humble. Look down in verse 2 and you'll see that. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. So clearly, he's humble before Jesus. He's not dismissing that Jesus as his fellow Pharisees who are against Jesus. But because, of, because he fears them, he sneaks around to get audience with Jesus at night. He fears because of his understanding and because of his understanding about friendship with God as a Pharisee, he's limited his relationship with God to a scoreboard. And Jesus tells him in verse, in, that in verses 7 and verse 3, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And in verse 7 he says, and you must be born again. He clearly, Jesus clearly knows his heart. This is, leaves us the task of working out what Jesus means by being born again. Jesus here says he doesn't mean physical birth, going back to your mother's womb, but a spiritual birth that takes place internally because of the spirit. Look down at verse 6 with me. It says, Flesh gives birth to flesh. But the spirit gives birth to spirit. This is an internal change, clearly. A heart change. A new beginning in someone's life that is not based on a scoreboard, but a transformation of heart. That means friendship with God. That would take place in Nicodemus if he turned from being a Pharisee and listened to Jesus to become a Christian. Now to get, to get how serious this is, you need to have had a frustrating friend. One who is obsessed with being right at all times. A self-righteous person that does not care about relationship at all, but ticking the boxes. This can be really annoying because if they get something wrong, they either, they either fear to admit it or they are stubbornly unwilling to admit they are wrong. This, this just ends up spoiling, spoiling friendships rather than helping it. Helping the friendships. Even the most intimate of marriages may not survive such a selfish, self-righteous attitude or heart. And some people hold this worldview about God Instead of loving him and seeking friendship with him, they want to find, their, to find ways to, of being right. They tick all the boxes of intellectual, intellectually knowing God, going to church, being good in, in quotes, being good in quotes, and never want to admit their faults against him. 
We count on our good accomplishments to demand things from God. But Jesus says we need more than that to be friends with God. We need a heart change. We need a heart change. That will admit wrong and seek relationship over ticking the right boxes. This is what each of us here, if you hear, if you are not a Christian, uh, need to see. And if you are a Christian, we need to forget uh, this attitude of you know, being self-righteous. That no one can be friends with God unless they have a new heart. We need to remember that. We need to remember that we need to be born again and that a heart change, which means to be born again, leads to a love of God. The love of God, which is, only, which is the only way that our hearts can be changed. And this is the good news that we are going to see in the next section. And this leads me straight to the second section or the second point that I have this morning. That a heart change is possible because of God's love. A heart change is possible because of God's love. Now this section starts by asking, Nicodem- asking by, by Jesus asking Nicodemus. Uh, or, sorry, this section starts by Nicodemus asking Jesus in verse 9. Can you see what he asks him? He says, how can this be? Nicodemus asked. And that means that he's asking, how can it be that my heart can be changed? And this leads us to the, another great verse that is in the Bible that all Christians, probably the most popular verse that you have heard, John 3.16, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his, own, his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This verse should have a few surprises for us. But the thing is that, that with common verses, they cease to have these surprises for us. God so loved the world? This is a complete surprise. So it's kind of because John, when he writes in his gospel, or in, his, in this book, the author of this gospel, he uses the phrase about the world as not something good. The world, according to John, according to him, presents itself as opposed to God, not loving him as they should. Some are straightforward against God in their actions, if you look around in our world. But more than that, he commands us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And sometimes we fail at that as well. And we can see all this in ourselves, if we are honest with ourselves. When we fail to love others as we should. So this is a love from God. When he says, God loved the world, this is a love that we do not deserve. In fact, what we deserve is punishment. And I don't want us to think as as, uh, think of what we deserve is punishment if God is to be just. 
But I don't want us to think of justice as a bad thing. For you know the incidents that have taken place in our community here in Kensington. You know about the Greenfield Tower, which happened, and everyone thinks, wants to seek justice because it's a good thing. They think that it's, it's right for them to get justice and have the people who are responsible punished. So justice is not the enemy of good. But it is a good thing. And so God, if he chose to punish us or to, to be just with us, it wouldn't be a bad thing. It would be a good thing. And so the surprise here is that God is not giving us what we deserve. God loved us that he gave his only son. As you can see, middle of the verse. For God's, God loved us very generously despite not having loved him as we should. He gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to take the punishment for us. Jesus being the, the righteous son of God, who obeyed and loved God, the Father, faithfully, died on the cross in our place, paying the penalty of the guilt that, that we deserve, pay, paying the, the penalty for the guilt that we have before God. And that's not all. We have... We are all called to respond to God's love. The end of the verse says, But whoever, the end of the verse says, uh, So that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So that whoever trusts in Jesus shall not face eternal separation from God but becomes accepted unconditionally as a friend of God. And this promise applies to whoever. And whoever here means whoever. And this is helpful because sometimes we are tempted to, to be self-righteous. That is work with God anyway. But the good news is that we can turn from being self-righteous because of the love of Jesus and the forgiveness that we have before God because of Jesus. Or we may think that we are good enough. We are not good enough to be friends, of, friends with God because of the guilt that we hold in our hearts. He says, whoever believes. So we do not have to be crippled by any guilt if we are trusting in Jesus because that makes us friends of God. Our sin is paid for and we receive forgiveness in Jesus. You might not come from a religious background, Maybe you're visiting church for the first time or another time, but not coming from a religious background. The promise is to whoever. Whoever believes receives this promise. Whoever trusts in Jesus. And you can place your trust in him even now in prayer. And you receive this promise, becoming friends with God. And if you call yourself a Christian or if you know that you're a Christian, this promise is uh, is what you have hopefully believed. And I hope that you are still trusting it this morning, that whoever believes in the Lord Jesus will not perish, but have eternal life. This is the only condition that we have to become friends of God, that we place our trust in Jesus. And so, two things that we have seen this morning, that we need a change of heart, to become friends of God. 
And that we, have, we can have this change of heart because of God's love. God's love shown to us through Jesus Christ who makes us friends with God. This is what it means to be a Christian. When we are asking ourselves, what does it mean to be a Christian? This is what it means to be a Christian. And as I finish, let us read together these verses. Verses 16 to verse 18. Shall we? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because, he has, because they have not believed in the name of God's only one and only Son. Let us pray as I finish. Lord, thank you that you have loved us in your Son, Jesus Christ, that we may become your friends. Help us to be trusting in him today. Amen.